3: Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle
4: Hour. All right, let's go. Welcome to another edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Bob and Kelly. Kelly, the honorary Dixie darling over here dancing to the music. In the Southern Bank Court Studio in Hattiesburg, Luke Johnson and the Southern Bank Corp Studio in Laurel. We're glad you're with us. Dickey's Barbecue Pit sponsors this segment of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. It is a great place to cater your next event. I've catered them several times for baseball, never been disappointed. Kelly's catered them as well, never been disappointed. And, Kelly, they still have that uh, soft-serve ice cream and cream spinach. Man, hey, oh man.
2: You know that soft-serve ice cream could probably go as a main course now with this weather the, yeah, way, yeah. the way that it's been. No question.
4: We appreciate everything that uh, Dickie's Barbecue does for the Eagle Hour. Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation on the show today. Latrell, a.k.a. Frog Jones, coming on the show a little later. We're about to hear from Troy football coach John Summerall, whose team is predicted to win the West. And before we hear what he said, let's go around the horn here, guys. Uh, Luke and then Kelly, do you buy Troy the best team in the West?
0: Um, Depending on the day, yes. They they did lose some key pieces. I feel like South Alabama has more returning key pieces. But you are the top dog until you get unseated,
2: and they won 12 games last year. Kelly? I do not. I um, I'm gonna. I like what Luke's had to say about South Al. Based on returning people, and that South Al has a, a quarterback that has some savvy and some you know experience behind him. Uh, I like South Al uh, over Troy to win the West.
4: All right. Let's hear what the head coach John Summerall of the Troy Trojans had to say to Kelly just last week.
2: One of your comments today, Coach, you said that there's still a lot of things that you don't know about your team, but apparently the media and everybody else seems to know and likes what they see because everybody's projecting you guys to win the West. So, And I know it's all kind of for entertainment and stuff like that, but uh, does that make you feel good, make you feel bad? I mean, how could that be if there's so many unanswered questions? You know. Yeah. Well, I've watched our team
3: practice more than anybody else that voted on it probably, so I kind of have a pretty good pulse. You know, I like our team. We're just significantly younger and less proven. Um, And and two, you know, we won the league last year, and I think we were picked on the Western Division side like third or fourth and seventh or eighth in the entire league. So I think where you get picked in the preseason is fairly insignificant in how you finish. I don't think it really matters. Um, We we don't return maybe as much production as some other teams in the league. Um, I do like our team. I like our roster. I like our makeup. But we have a lot of growing to do in a lot of areas to have the kind of outcomes we would like to have. And um, we're on track to hopefully pursue some of those. But, um, you know, whoever has all the information that we're the best team,
2: I'd like to get some of that information. So so how has your punch list differed this year going into year two compared to your your punch list in year one? Yeah, I feel like I'm able
3: to do a lot of the same things, but do them better um, and be a little bit more polished and refined in how I approach some of the tasks. Uh, the rhythms of getting ready for the build-up to the season has been a little bit calmer and smoother for me and just how I approach them. Uh, and then I think, too, I think our players, our roster, you know, we had, a player, we had some player-led practices in late June and early July, and I think just their understanding of the vision of how we want things done as a staff uh, has really grown. And that's probably been the most exciting part of my summer is watching our guys lead some workouts Without us involved, and them having a really organized team function where guys are growing and developing,
2: and it's not coach led, it's player led. That's fun to watch. And I'm not sure a lot of people know that you have a lot of uh, roots and a lot of memories in South Mississippi, and that you you may have wound up a Golden Eagle at one point. Yeah, my, uh, you know, there's a little town outside of Hattiesburg called Sumrall. Which is
3: my last name? Home of the Bobcats. Yeah, that's right. Really high-level baseball for a long time. I know. Um, my mom and dad both grew up in Jackson. Uh, my my dad's uncle, my uncle Carl, worked in the athletic er, worked for the university for years. My aunt Sue, uncle Carl's deceased. My aunt Sue is still living. Uh, they were big Golden Eagle fans, and my. Uncle Carl showed up to my signing day. Uh, I signed with the University of Kentucky out of high school. And my Uncle Carl showed up to my signing day wearing a black and gold tie. And I thought, hey, thanks for showing a way to support me. And he said, I just wish you'd have gone to Southern Miss. So (laughs) I I, I still have never lived that down with uh, some of my dad's side of the family because they they have all followed Southern Miss for years. And um, I really have a lot of respect for that place. I grew up – I went to several games at the Rock as a kid and watched – uh coach bowers teams play and um always uh, i went to camp growing up at
2: in hattiesburg as a as a youngster so have a lot of respect for that place well coach we wish you nothing but the best hope you win every game except one <laughs> thank you <and> <laughs> you wouldn't it. want it any other way right yeah thank <laughs> you appreciate it
4: all right john Summerall, who's the head coach has just heard of uh, troy with a lot of southern miss tides you know guys when you think about this we talk all the time about how tough baseball is in the state of Mississippi, how it's one of the maybe the premier state in the country. Think about football. Think about what John Summerall accomplished by winning that conference when he's competing with South Alabama, UAB, and the two headed monster up north, Auburn and Alabama. Pretty impressive, Kelly. And
2: and when you look at the when they, they won the conference title last year, which means you have to go through the teams in the East. Which you know, Appalachian State has been the team that you you know have to go through generally to win the Sun Belt, and that great defensive battle with uh, South Alabama last year, which I think that was like a ten to nine right final. Um, so when you when you add all that together, now remember John Sumrall was was promoted as an assistant coach to the head coach position, you know, rather late in the game. So the fact that he was even the head coach at all was kind of a just a set of circumstances and then to take advantage the way he did. And, Luke, I, you know, one of the things that they were talking about at Media Day last week among the media is that if John Sumrall has another kind of year even close to what he had last year, who would blame any Power 5 school for having John, John Sumrall on a short list to be a big-time D1 Power 5 head coach? I mean, he's, he's, he was crucial to what
0: Stoops did at Kentucky. You know, that's where he came from. He was the defensive coordinator, and then Troy hired him. And, you know, I think they were, you know, they got up to in top top 20 in the country with him or around that number. And, uh, you know, so so he was he was with Neil Brown previously. And so he's been under some, some great coaches. And I do think um, that he's one of those names, and I think you can throw, you know, Kane there as well. If, if they win another double-digit this year, um, then I think both of those guys will get will get opportunities fairly quick, and the 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 fact that Summerall won twelve in the first year it really really pops out to you. And so I mean that's why that's why when going back to what we talked about yesterday when Southern Miss is three or four that's why. I mean until the Eagles show that they can beat. The Kane Womack and, uh, team and John Summerall's Trojans, then you're going to be in that pecking order right now. And that's why a lot of us are excited about this season because we feel like the Eagles can go head to head with them in, in so many ways. But what you just heard from, from John Summerall, um, he did lose some, some pieces, you know, and, and, and he said that. And I think that's, uh, with, with coach speak as well. I think that's some of the hesitancy why, why some people think that, that they are picked over South Alabama
4: well spoken guys
2: Kelly and they were all very accessible at the, at the media day weren't they they were and, and and as i mentioned last week in a live report with you guys you know all, a lot of southern miss fans including me quite honestly panicking a little bit that that we don't have a definitive quarterback yet and coach hall had said that august 22nd he would like to have a starting quarterback named but there were a lot of teams that still have not named who their starting quarterback is going to be now kane Womack said you know that Har- carter bradley's our guy you know he's going to be the stud. He's our quarterback, but a lot of other teams didn't know at this point. And maybe this is going to be a new trend in college football that that coaches are going to wait until the last minute. But Luke, you and I were talking one time too about if coaches name a starter, you know, over the summer that that just gives fodder for backup quarterbacks to say, you know what, I'm going to go into the transfer portal over the summer, or I don't know what the rules are even with transfer portal, but you could potentially lose guys if they already know. They don't have a chance to win the starting spot.
0: That That's the new dynamic. The the, the NIL and the transfer portal is the new dynamic. The, the, the other dynamics are if, if you're going to give until the very last second, you're going to give guys the opportunity to compete as best they can for the job because what that means is you get their highest performance leading up to there and so that you can make them an accurate. I mean, if people are frustrated that we, quote, don't have a quarterback, I mean, what do you want Will Hall to do? Because you're not going to name a quarterback until you. This happens all the time when you have two two new guys. You let them battle, and you let them battle as long as it needs to take to battle. So, I mean, panic or frustration. I mean, let just just let Will do his job, okay? And. Um, you, the 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 tighter the battle is in two days, will cause eventually one of them to separate and perform better in the season.
4: Day two of football practice completed. Uh, we were there yesterday. We uh, we talked to Latrell Frog Jones. That was a fun interview. We'll have that catch you up on the second day of fall workouts right after this.
3: Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top.
4: Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's all set. Two hour Eagle Hour on September the 1st, the Friday before opening of football season. Location to be announced, but uh, it's official now. We have already secured our sponsors and uh, we're ready to go. Two hour edition of the show on the Friday before football season starts. Uh, when Alcorn comes to town. I want to remind you about uh, the Noel Daniels Motor Company and the new Icon carts that you can have delivered right to your front door for just $99. They carry electric vehicles for all your needs on the golf course, the farm, and the neighborhood. And remember, they'll deliver it to you right here in Hattiesburg for just $99. They always keep a great inventory and always keep the best deal. Regardless, you can uh, tell your phone, take me to the Noel Daniels Motor Company in or You can shop them online at Dole, Noel Daniels dock cars you know kelly years ago my wife and i bought a a house in greenville in a in a a neighborhood called country club estates it was right on the golf course of the country club and most of the houses had a little had the two two car garage beside it a little garage with a little door that was to pull the two golf carts up always been popular but now now i mean my my neighborhood it's like bumper cars with uh golf carts at night
2: yeah but you can't be over five years old to drive them you, know. you have to
4: at least be five yes and <laughs> i've seen some very polished five-year-olds driving them that 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 is for the pretty
2: young kids driving them and i just i i wish they just you know that parents would use a little bit more common sense of well that's you know. right but if you want a golf cart uh check out
4: noel daniels they'll deliver it right to your front door for just 99 dollars uh no matter where you live in the state of mississippi all right second day of football camp uh has been completed. Uh, helmets and shorts. Terrible, terrible humidity, and uh, and hot weather. So, what do you think they're looking at right now? Just trying to get see who's in shape and see who remembers the playbook. Uh, what What would you think?
2: Luke went through it. Yeah. What do you think, Luke?
0: Some install that that's going on, and and I think Will said after practice he he talked about how. For the new guys, it's like jumping in calculus four when you didn't take calculus one, two, and three. Nothing as a high school kid can really prepare you for nothing can prepare you for game speed. Um, I I just remember, you know, I'd been on a team for two years when I got on the field, you know, it's fourth down, it's still special team. But you can't prep for game speed. But the way that for for a lot of these kids practice speed at the D one level is sometimes even the same or faster than high school game speed. Or, or even, for that matter, junior college, because everybody around you is just as fast as you. So, yeah, they're doing some install still. Um, and just, Will said today, I think, you know, football's meant to be played in pads. We can't really – we like what we see, but we really can't determine what we see until we see them in pads. Um, but, yeah, two hours and 20 minutes today, um, and, and so – it's just part of the grind. I mean, it's is one step closer to, to being able to really practice. Yeah, the conditioning part of, right. you know.
2: This will get you in shape. Oh, man, if this or, doesn't. Or out of shape completely. If this doesn't, yeah.
4: Latrell Jones, Pearl River Junior College, a former player, wide receiver now for the Golden Eagles. He expressed yesterday he's very happy that fall practice has started. And, and Latrell also told us how he came up with the name, which according to him now is what everybody calls him, Frog Jones. Here's Frog in his own words. Latrell Jones on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. I got to get right to the most important question: Where did the name Frog come from? My grandma.
5: They said I used to jump around, like jump out of people' arms and stuff. And then, like you know, that uh, Kermit the Frog. Yeah. She named it like I guess we watched that a lot. She just named
4: me out. Yes. Your grandma named you that, and it has stuck.
5: Yes, sir. Name is everywhere. Yeah. They only call me by my real name. They call me by Frog. Yeah, they say like Frog okay Jump. That? Yes, sir. I like. I Yes, sir.
4: All right, Frog. I'm going to call you Frog. <laughs> uh, I told one of your teammates, uh, Caston, here a few minutes ago that I don't think the depth of the uh, talent we've seen, I don't think we've seen the depth of the talent uh, in the wide receiver core because we've had so many different quarterbacks. But it looks like there will be a quarterback this year. And I think this is the year you guys can really step up.
5: Uh, yes, yes, sir. We got more than one quarterback. We got Billy, we got Holmes, and we got the. Uh, the uh, young guys in the receiver receiver room is like anybody can whoever number is called they're gonna get in and perform their best way. Yeah. Yes, sir. We're gonna see a lot of offensive uh,
4: football. You think out of this team?
5: For sure. Yes, sir. For sure. I feel like we all done came together now,
4: and it just. It's going to be good, though. It's going to be great. All right. There was a lot of hubbub when you signed here, and uh, you came here from Pearl River. Yes, uh, what led you? Uh, kind of tell us your path that led you to become a Golden Eagle.
5: It's the like how they care about us. It's like they want us to win not only on the football field but outside the football field, and I feel like that's important to me. So I feel like it was the right place to be. Yeah. Yes, sir.
4: Talk about Will Hall. What kind of man is he like uh, to play football for? Man,
5: he like a father figure. He lead us the right direction. He always—I don't know what the word he be saying—but he, he a great man.
4: Yep. Yes, sir. All right, your expectations and your goals for the season, Frog.
5: To be the best I ever been. I gotta come. I work every day. I gotta keep working every day. I gotta—I gotta be for the guy beside me. So I feel like it's this the year.
4: This is a year for all of us. Uh, we've kind of bounced it back and forth on the on the show. Uh, I predict eight wins. Am I over-optimistic? We're going all the way. All the way. I feel it. I feel it. We're going all the way. This is this the year. So the goal is to win the Sunbelt Football Championship.
5: For sure. To win it all. That's the goal. Every day we come out here and work, we're working for like, to, we got to,
4: I feel like this is the year all right one to ten ten being great one being terrible what's it like being a golden eagle football player 20,
5: 20. it's great it's the place to be if you want us to see only only if you want to be become a man inside and outside
4: it's the place to be all right young man thank you and congratulations yes, thank to you. you you know we interview a lot of guys Kelly and and some of them get real some of them you just can't help but kind of Really like a lot. And this kid is one. And if, if you notice the kind of variations in the audio level, Frog is a great name for him because he didn't stand still the entire time we were talking.
2: Yeah, the, other thing, the, other, the other thing that's consistent with these guys is they're not very good in math. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you ask them from one to 10, and one said 12, one says yeah, 20. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's good. That's good uh, that they're off with their numbers there in that way.
4: Uh, this is a kid that's excited to be here, got a big, big personality. Got harassed a little bit when he got through with the interview by a couple of teammates, and uh, he ate it up. You could tell.
2: And, and this this is a point I want to make too. You know, a lot a lot of more baseball players. I'm just going to revert to baseball for a second. A lot of youth baseball players now are air quotes specializing in baseball. You know, they're foregoing football and basketball or whatever just to play baseball. But frog, you know, frog made a good point about being there for the other guys and. If you don't think that being out there in this weather, conditioning in this weather, working in this weather, hitting each other in this weather doesn't toughen you up, you know, how how can it not? And this is what baseball coaches are saying now at the at the higher levels. We wish kids would would play, you know, a little a little bit of football to toughen them up a little bit because when Frog talks about being a man on and off the field, life itself is a very hard game to play and to win. And the stuff that you learn on that field toughens you up for the game of life.
4: All right, you mentioned baseball. Let me segue to this real quickly. Uh, we firmed it all up today, August 18th, uh, which will be a Friday. Scott Berry will, will be my guest on the Eagle Hour for the entire hour. We're going to talk to Coach about what's it like in retirement right now. You know, how's he feeling? How's he doing? Uh, what's in store? His thoughts about college baseball and from our conversation today, I think he's on vacation actually until you know a, a week or so away. So it, it appears to me that uh, Kelly Scott's enjoying postseason uh, baseball retirement. Well, I hope so. I do too.
2: And, and you know he'll be back. He'll be at the games. You know next year, like when when Corky's health was good, he was at. That's right. You know all the games.
4: That's right. And on the fifteenth, we should point out in, in August there is going to be a dugout club uh, banquet, so to speak, uh, a retirement reception for coach Barry downtown. That's on the 15th of the month too. So uh coach hadn't really gone
2: away too far. And and he, like I said, he'll be he'll be around at the games and and but not but not yet looking over the shoulder. You know, right. That's the thing that that no coach wants. They don't want to be there so much that their successor thinks that they're being micromanaged or you know, having their shoulder looked over or anything like All that. Right.
4: All right, we haven't talked about basketball much lately, but there's a lot of activity right now taking place with basketball, and Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation is going to be joining us here in just a few minutes to sort of update us on that. But uh, a lot of movement with basketball, and uh, one one former player signs a pro contract. That was good news uh, over in Europe, and, uh, and a lot of movement. And we'll see the – I understand the biggest Southern Miss basketball player and what 20, 25 years on the team is And there's,
2: there's going to be two guys that are that are pretty big uh, this is probably going to be the biggest roster if you you know look at the entire roster yet you're going to have two really big guys right. inside there and tonight, as we mentioned, you know back to football, the NFL Hall of Fame game and and yesterday Luke Jason Brownlee was hurt, I guess with the Jets, but he is going to play tonight, quick, right? Quickly. Yeah,
0: he got dinged up, I think, on uh, one of those spectacular catches he made. But, yeah, just kind of going through Twitter before the show, it seems like uh, he will play tonight, 7 p.m., NBC Hall of Fame game. I think they're going to let him you know, have opportunities early and often as the Jets take on the Browns.
4: All right, don't forget you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast all the time on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and she will do it for you. He thinks big gold nation right around the corner.
3: The top. To the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
4: Hey, you want to buy some new uh, Southern Miss football swag before a football season? There's only one place to go. That's Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street. I'll guarantee you Miss Kathleen is there right now and can show you any and everything in the store. You can also call her and talk to her. Tell her what you want. She'll even mail it to you. So she makes it easy. Campus CampusBookmart, CampusBookmart.net. Want to say hello to our good buddies at 4th Street Bar and Grill Slade. The guys... You know, a cold Paps Blue Ribbon on a day like today is not a bad idea. And uh, get a shrimp poor boy with it and kick back, maybe watch a Major League Baseball game that I'm sure is on TV. There's always something always something fun, always some good uh, camaraderie and a lot of Southern Miss talk at 4th Street Bar and Grill right there in the shadow of the rock. Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation. How's that sound on a summer day, Keith? A shrimp poor boy and a cold paps Blue Ribbon beer. Wow, the poor
6: boy sounds absolutely fantastic. I'm going to tell you straight up. I'd love me a pub
4: boy right about now. Well, if if you won't drink the Blue Ribbon, Kelly and I will probably take that if you want to go and pay (laughs) it. Yeah,
6: y'all
4: can can have that. Y'all can have that. Uh, I'll I'll tell you what, I'll take uh, cold iced tea, though. Okay. You know, each to their own. Uh, All right, Heath, uh, a lot of basketball news. We kind of previewed that a little bit. We haven't really been talking about it, but uh, kind of summarize all the movement right now with the basketball program.
6: Well, you know, basketball, they lost to Najee Harris. He transferred out. Uh, they're only lost besides graduates. Of course, you saw where uh, DeAndre Pitney uh, signed with a team out of Denmark, I believe. So, congratulations to him going overseas, playing professionally. Look, it doesn't matter. If you're a young man, you're playing college sports, what do you want to do? You want to get paid to play at the next level, and he's going to live a dream. Uh, leader for Southern Miss. What a job he did last year in elevating his game. So, congratulations to him. Uh they went out transfer portal, uh got some guys uh got some guys to come in, Arby Cabello, uh from Saint John's, uh six five guy can shoot, uh really play from the outside. They also went and they got bigger in the post because they need to do something at some size. So uh they added two seven footers, Lieb Yats. I hope I'm saying his name right, and uh Tigra a uh both those guys seven foot, somewhere around two twenty five, two thirty, so uh, two guys with a massive size inside um, numbers aren't that great, but look inside your seven foot you're gonna you're gonna make some shots change direction up under the post so uh, I think that coach Ladder and them knew they had to get some size especially with denage Harris leaving as he played kind of uh bigger although only about 6'6", six, six he did play bigger under the post. So they needed to get some size and and bulk up, of course, uh, with what they had leaving graduation. So uh, good job by them. I think this team's going to be a lot of fun when they round into shape with what all they have coming back. And, you know, I think a big uplifting for them this season was when they got the news that their uh, their star was returning. So I, I think that was huge for them. It's just going to be interesting to see what Coach Laden and them do with bringing in the talent and making those guys kind of combine with what they already had. I like uh, Ivory. I think he's a guy that's uh, got big upside to him. I don't know. It, they've got a lot of work to do. Nick Kraft, the guy they bought in, he is not on the team anymore. He left for his own uh, reasons. Um, nothing more was added about that. Really didn't get into it. So, uh, they've got some holes to fill, but they're in practice now. It should be fun. I'll tell you what, the job he did last year, turning his team around, he's kind of got the benefit of the doubt from me, so we'll see what happens.
4: But mm, Yeah, it seems like a I million guy, years ago that uh, everybody was calling for Coach's head. And, uh, yeah, he, yeah.
6: He, he turned it around. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, what he did last year was pretty impressive. Um, also, I do want to remind everybody that he did bring in Victor a while before up uh, poor I'm trying to say his name correctly, a uh, young man, a uh, UNLV, kind of a 6'7", 225. Another guy who can play up under the up under the goal. But you talking about Crowley, Hart, Arnold, some of those guys coming back. Another name, Kobe Montgomery, watch out for him. I think he's a guy that people have been waiting for, 6'5", can shoot from the outside, really sweet shot. Of course, you got uh, Natalie Alvarez back. Uh, as I said, Donovan Avery, Jeffrey Armstrong. I, I think they've
4: got pieces there to be really good. Don't forget about Mo Arnold. I think he's a really yeah, Mo Arnold tough too, kid, coming man. back in the point. Tough kid, man. Tough kid. Huge. Yeah. Uh, things uh, look good, good Luke. Too.
0: Yeah. He so so Crass was the kid from from the coast that transferred from Oregon State. This is the first I've heard. He, he's no longer with the team.
6: Yeah, Crass uh, left uh, for his own reasons. Uh, Whatever those are, now we'll say in the future the door is open maybe for him to come back. Gotcha. But he is not on the team anymore for whatever reason that is, he is not on the team.
0: So with Ize and Yat, I mean, what what I was like, we at least need the bigs for, for rebounding purposes. Because you feel like the outside shooters and the mid-shot will be pretty good on this team, so... You know, could you see going into the season less put on the bigs? Because those guys got to step in and play immediately. Do you got any indication which one of those would be ready before the other? And do you think that there will be less pressure on them early on because you have so many shooters at the guard position?
6: I do. I I think more pressure is going to be put on Crowley, Ivory, those guys to carry the uh, load early in the season. Victor Hart's another guy that I think could have a big year Maybe turn his season around, kind of like the way uh, Pinkney did last year, because Victor Hart's a guy that he can shoot from the outside. He's six eight, he's long, he has the ability to be a mismatch at the three, can play him at the four two. So I don't think they're going to want to put a lot of pressure on those two bigs they got coming in, because they got so many shooters on the outside and guys that can score. What they need from them is defense, getting there and block shots and defend the paint, because there's some pretty good. That's pretty good plus players in the Sun Belt. And uh, they need they need defense on the inside. If there was one thing Southern Miss really liked last year a like lot. It was a lot of big bodies to bang in on the inside. And, you know, you look at what Louisiana's big did against them. He played he had two really good games. So
0: He's gone, though. Big. He's he's in Memphis, yeah, by I, the way. Brown is uh,
5: gone.
6: Oh, oh, I know. But I'm just saying, if you saw what he did, you saw that there was areas of weakness there where maybe – you could add a couple of pieces to help solidify your team with what he did.
0: Yeah, I'm just what I'm getting at. I'm thankful that we don't have to to face him any longer. Oh, amen. Um, couple thoughts about about football. Uh, it just seems as if you know Edwards uh, and, and Wiles, one A, one B. We we had a, played an interview from yesterday with uh, with Frog Jones. He was out there with the ones today. Uh, seems like Hayes is making some noise. The receiving core, we've talked kind of talked about him throughout this week with Mims. and seems like there is a ton of athleticism in the receiving core.
6: There's a ton of athleticism, there's a ton of size, and there's guys who do different things. One guy who's really stood out early is Brandon Hayes, making some outstanding plays. Said he's brownly-like with some of the catches he's playing and the way he's been playing in the slot, but... Man, Kasten's a guy that they've got guys that, that can that are threats. If they get their hand on the ball, they can take it to the house. Kasten and Mim's two guys that if they get their hands on the ball, they can go. So I, and yeah, I think they've got playmakers in the backfield, playmakers, wide receivers, offensive play. It's all gonna come down the quarterback play. If they can get just Average to good quarterback play, this team this is going to do some really, really, really good things because everything else is in place. They have what they need. Frank Gore Jr. this year, uh, from what I've been told, his first steps quicker than it has been. He looks more explosive this year. Now, of course, Coach Hall said today, Pat, they'll be putting him on tomorrow. But just early, he's looked more explosive this year. So I, I, I'm looking for big things from this offense. If Wiles or Edwards uh, plays to what we think they can, I think this offense is going to put up big numbers.
2: Remember that Troy, and we heard from John Summerall earlier in the show, Troy, who wound up winning the conference last year, was projected to finish third or fourth in the West last year. That's where Southern Miss is predicted this year. So could it be that the Eagles would be one of those sleeper teams that uh, that everybody – you know, has been sleeping on this year, re- re- remains to be seen. But a final point I want to make about basketball, Heath, with with the big guys that you were talking about inside, whether their numbers, you know, have not been real strong coming in here or not, just the fact that they're there means that other teams are going to have to defend that where in years, you know, the last couple of seasons, they haven't had to worry about it.
6: No, you're correct. I- I- Being in the post, not having – Southern Miss is going to have that presence down low now that you're going to be like, well, we just can't drive and, uh, you know, go man-to-man, maybe ISO one guy and go to the rim and and get a layup. Can't do that anymore with a seven-footer, with a couple of seven-footers. Think if they're able to put two seven-footers on the floor and put one of them at the power – you know, at the four and one at the five. How are you going to get to the paint with those two guys? A lot of it's gonna be on their development and how they look, so we'll know more about them as we get closer to the season. But yeah, it changes the complexion of the team and it changes the complexion of what you're able to do offensively against Southern Miss. And they were good on defense last year. Southern Miss is outstanding. You give you give Coach One these two guys and let him tinkle with the defense a little bit, who knows what's gonna happen. That. He's, uh, he's in there brewing something up now. I can promise
4: you that. All right, Heath hitting everybody, big O nation. Thanks for your input, Heath. We'll have you back on the show really soon. When we come back, we love to talk to our sponsors. That's what we're gonna do next. Tona Keaton from Magnolia Insulation on the Eagle Hour. To the top. All right, Troy, football coach John Sumrall on the show today, along with Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation, and of course uh, Latrell Frog Jones from the uh, Southern Miss football camp. Appreciate uh, the contribution of all those guys. You know, every day's a great day for a beignet. I've never seen a bad day for a beignet, and I've never seen a bad beignet come out of Mobile Beignet Company on Hardy Street. They are the official beignet store of the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and we're glad they are. We want to tell you about a great dessert. Take your family down to Hardy street, and that uh, we know you'll have a good time. Nobody more important to us than our listeners and our sponsors, uh, because without them, we wouldn't have the super talk Eagle hour. We would not be in year 10. I might add, if it were not, uh, for great people like Tona Keaton with Magnolia insulation, who now joins, uh, the show, uh, Magnolia insulation, a, a, great supporter of our program. And, uh, Tona, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. And, uh, I know that during the break Kelly offered uh, for you to sing a couple of his country music songs but you turned him down
1: I did I turned him down on both of those um he said yeah. everybody else had turned him down too so
2: <laughs> well, Kelly's kind of used to that Tona. I mean that, that happens to but, Kelly but I'm L. telling you these are gonna be hits they they're gonna be hits I wrote one called if you still think you're number one you're full of number two that that's really that's really gonna be a hit and and the other one is uh the second one is if you're the reason our kids are ugly. Mm. and yeah, then, I'm
1: not sure which audience those are going to be a hit with. But. <laughs> exactly. Well,
2: what about the third one? Um, I can't get over you, so would you please answer the phone? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
4: well,
2: oh, well, never mind. Yeah, I apologize.
4: Tona. We sometimes subject our, our sponsors to Kelly Center. Uh You know, Tony, it's, it's like 140 degrees outside, and we think of insulation – as something that keeps your house warm in the winter. But the reverse is true, right? Insulation makes your air conditioning more efficient, keeps your house cooler, and lowers your utility costs.
1: That is very true. Um, With these temperatures we're having right now, people are realizing how much they need insulation. Because a a lot of times when your air conditioner is just running nonstop and you still can't... Get you know the comfort level you want. A lot of times there's nothing wrong with your air conditioner. Um, I mean, there, there's a chance that that could be the problem, but many times right now with the temperatures we're having, you just don't have enough insulation. Right. And um, I, th- well, I think we're gonna in, in a real heat wave in in South Mississippi right now.
4: Yeah. What What does that do to a business like yours? This, these extreme weather conditions.
1: Well, the phone has been ringing off the hook, and um, we've been getting. I mean, everywhere we go, like I went camping last week, and the people that own the campground, they needed a quote for insulation. Yesterday, we went to get um, a vehicle serviced at, you know, a, a tire shop, and he was talking about his power bill. So this, this mm-hmm. is definitely the time that people see their need for insulation.
2: Now, there's different types of insulation. There's blow-in insulation. There's, there's insulation that you lay in. There's different types of grade of insulation, it's made out of different materials. Man, it, it's a real scientific deal, isn't it?
1: it? It is, and we do spray foam, we do fiberglass bats, and we do blown-in fiberglass. So we we can do um, all of the above. We also do removal of older damaged insulation in the event um, of an a an existing house. That you know, maybe has blow in, we can go in and vacuum out that old insulation and go in and even do spray foam. You know, we call those retro addicts, and, and so we what, do new construction, remodels. Um,
2: and, and what determines when, when these folks make these decisions as to which is best?
1: Ultimately, your spray foam is going to cost you a little more up front, and you've got some people that. Um, you know want to go the cheapest route not saying that fiberglass is not good insulation it's used for years and years and it's it's still good insulation but it just doesn't perform as well as as spray foam does spray foam it literally seals off every nook and cranny and it's, it's basically air sealed so you're not getting you know any any air leaks there um
2: yeah, I guess like like anything else is what's in the budget, right? Right.
1: It, it exactly.
2: Yeah. Right. Now Tona, can you can Magnolia insulation say come to
4: my home or Kelly's home, look at our insulation, tell us where we are and how we might benefit from additional insulation or, or perhaps replacement?
1: Absolutely. Um I've got two salesmen. They're both here in Hattiesburg, Jeremy Thornton and Jason Phillips. And they go out, if you gave us a call, they would come out to your house, take a look at your existing installation. They can give you a recommendation and quotes on, you know, mul- give you multiple choices, and then you can decide, you know, what's the best route for you personally. All right. How do they reach you, Tona? Give us a call here at
4: 601-620-4949. Hey, listen, we appreciate you sponsoring uh, the Eagle Hour very much, and uh Anything at all we can do to help you all, you have to do is give us a ring.
1: We're proud to partner with you guys, and thank you so much for having me on today. And if
4: you decide you do want to sing one of those tunes, we'll have you back real soon. I got a copy okay, of the, sh- the sheet
1: music. I'll keep that in mind.
2: I don't expect to hear from her, Bob. <laughs> no, I don't either. Really.
4: <laughs> Tona Keaton, everybody, from Magnolia Insulation. But My- why...
2: Why would she be any different than any other woman? I was right. about to say that. You took
4: the words right <laughs> out of my mouth, actually. Were you expecting a change? No, or no, but okay. I keep trying. Yeah. All right. That wraps it up. One more day this week to go. We'll be back here at 1 o'clock. We hope you will be, too. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Time keeps on
6: slipping, slipping, slipping into the future.